Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome in live to episode three of Podomania 3 on this WrestleMania weekend. Recap and reaction show to what we have seen over the past couple days. Um, getting everybody's food for thought. But first off, how's everybody feeling today? We good? Everybody living life? Great? Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm good. How you doing, Kenny? Not bad. You know what I mean? Getting ready for, uh, for night two. Uh, obviously, it's been like a really long week. Like wrestling wise, for like you know fans and stuff like that, you know when uh, when Mania week comes, it feels like you you get so many um, so many shows packed into one week where like you don't know what you want to see and like pick and choose. But it's it's been alright so far. Yeah, yeah. Shout out! Uh, thanks for coming on and joining us. I'm glad you are on, based off of the. The Twitter reaction that I saw last night, because I, I bet you there's some dissenting opinions um, with the other three co-hosts of mine versus the way you felt about night one of WrestleMania. Um, Jason may be disqualified from speaking about it. It looks like he is still sleeping um, <laughs> like he did through most of the show last night. So I went back um, and so I have a fair opinion. No, this guy. <laughs> um, sorry, you still fall asleep again? No. So yeah, uh, yeah, but no, um, well, let's, let's get into night one. We'll work our way backwards. We'll we'll go we'll go night one. Um, you know, touch on NXT ROH. Um, if you watch the New Japan and Impact show on Thursday, whatever, and, and everything else in between, because Lord knows there's more than enough wrestling to go around. Um, I will say this: like, I woke up this morning, I looked in the mirror, and them, the bags under my eyes are a little heavy, uh, a little, little, little lost for weary right now. But um, you know, I got some Celsius in the house, so I'll drink one of those around six to get me through till midnight, um, and then get ready to go do work tomorrow. Uh, actual job, but overall, night one, thumbs up, thumbs down in the middle, real quick. Give me a show of hands. What you got? Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs down. Kenny's is, I'm, I'm surprised Kenny's hand is in the screen. I thought it would have <laughs> shot up out of view. How, <laughs> um, overall, the buzz, I mean, I've I saw nothing but oh, this was the greatest WrestleMania night that. I've which I've witnessed and watched in a really long time was the overall reaction. And initially, like right out the gate, I was looking at it before I went to bed last night, just trying to to see what the, the initial fan reaction was. Like, yeah. And Kenny, I even replied to you with the eh. you I know saw, what I mean? Like uh, I told it different. I was just like, oh boy, uh, this is gonna be <laughs> well, we'll get into it. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I did um, you know. Like Jason, I didn't go back and rewatch the entire night one, but I did some recalibrating this morning. You know, read some some write ups and and reactions to various sites and blogs out there, and then went back and rewatched, you know, the main event um, as well as Rhea and Charlotte just to kind of go back through again because I don't know how Yens feel, and I brought this up while we were watching it live yesterday with the fellas kenny you can chime in on this real quick and then we'll get into reactions but off of the injury to dante martin you know in the roh show and everything else and just the amount of 
high risk maneuvers. Like anytime somebody goes to a top rope now, my anxiety is through the roof. Mm-hmm. Like I am so nervous that something is going to go bad. And there were multiple spots in that mm-hmm. Rhea and Charlotte match where I was taken out of the moment of the match because I was worried about the safety of the performers. Yeah. And I don't know how you feel about that in today's pro wrestling, but that match in particular, I made sure I went back and rewatched because live last night, I I couldn't do it live last night. Like they took me out from a from an anxiety standpoint of worrying about one of them two getting injured. But you know what? Like overall, the, like this weekend, I mean, well, the last couple of days, uh, like if you look at certain matches, if you look at the women's NXT Championship match, that those are a lot of like cringeworthy, like. Mm-hmm. Hey. I see Kyle Stratton did not kill herself. Yeah, like I was closing my eyes, type of thing. Like, oh my god, like please let me, like let this person be okay because, like, last mm-hmm. thing you need is for somebody to be like knocked out in the middle of the ring or on the outside. Uh, Rhea and and Charlotte was the same way too, where there was like a whole bunch of spots where, like, you kind of was just like, did she hit her head for real or mm-hmm. and then you kind of see her nose at one point you see flair's nose and you're like oh shit like you know um obviously roh same thing they they had you know some spots and you know more spots on top of that with uh dante martin and everything and then like the men's tag match was like the same way too so i don't i mean it's a part of wrestling you know what i mean when you get in the moment it, it things happen but uh, let's see is it what- is it more is it more of an age thing though like i realize you know because you know the original tlc matches and and ecw spots back in the day you know mike awesome throwing tanaka out of the ring clearing a table to where he smacks his head on concrete under a guardrail like i didn't find myself watching those and being like taken out of the performance because of worrying about a wrestler's safety. But I, and like I said, I don't want to be like the old guy, get off my lawn and say, don't go to the top turnbuckle because it's just how pro wrestling is nowadays. But at the same time, from a consumer standpoint, I can't be the only person that feels that way when somebody is about to do a spot. Because I've seen it happen time and time again. When you were young, you feel you could take that bump. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. it's like you 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 catch you catch a cramp getting up. Mm-hmm. Well, we <laughs> see you throw your back out, you know, tying your shoes. So yeah, we we get your pain. Um, it could be a little bit too. You know, we know we learn more on stuff. Yeah. Like we know more about CTE and things like uh-huh. that on some yeah. things. So that could be part of it too. You know, just know like it doesn't like that doesn't bother me whenever they do the spots. Like I still uh-huh. enjoy spot wrestling, but like I cringe whenever I see chair shots. So yep. it's like yes, yeah. yeah. Like um like you like if you go back and you watch like Foley versus uh The Rock and quit match, now when we watched that match, we were we were really really into it, right? Yeah. Go back and watch that match now and know and, and the things that you know about that about that match, and you you like why? Like I remember I met Mick Foley for the first time, like when I met him, and you know as an adult, and. You know, I told him, you know, thank you for like, you know, putting your body on the line and stuff like that for us, you know, to entertain us. But I said, what were you thinking when you fought The Rock and you just let him hit you with a chair, like multiple times? It wasn't even like, mm-hmm. like, was, like 
in the face with a chair. He was just like, it's all a part of the entertainment. I said, no, nah, I'm good. No way in the world. We brought the same thing up last night. Yeah, Jay, would you would you say that you turned on, that you, you shut off after three of them? It was like a minute and 42 seconds of uh, the, the worst chair shots in WWE. And I made it one time the first time around. I was like, let me sit back through. I made it three chair shots. And I was like, I'm out. I can't. The uncomfortable um, aspect of it, for sure. And, Chris, I I agree with you. It does tend to go along with the older we get, the more we know um, with stuff. But I just feel like – go ahead, Jay. It also depends on the wrestler. Yeah. Like, anytime Lita goes up, I'm cringing regardless. (laughs) Shotzi. Shotzi. Anytime Seth does something off the top rope, I'm cringing. Even Becky. You figure Rhea just had concussions and issues. Mm-hmm. That DDT she took looked vicious. Mm-hmm. Pile drivers, I'm cool with tie up unless like 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 on Ring of Honor, like in the tag match, like they did it on the on the stage, but mm-hmm. you could see how well they were protected. So it's like I'm cool with that. But like whenever you see like the dude like head actually hit the mat, that's yeah. that's whenever it messes with me too. since we since we just I didn't mean to lead off with that, but mm-hmm. I was just going back through everything this morning again, like it it really like made me kind of think and stuck out to me. But since we started talking about Charlotte and Rhea and their match, did they make the right call with what they put on in the main event? Yes. Revisionist yeah. history, hindsight being 2020, between those two matches, what you saw, did they make the right call with having the tag match as the main event compared yeah. to the women's match? Yes. yes. It could have went either way with me. Yeah. I mean, because I, I feel like I feel like Rhea, Rhea would have been Rhea could have had that moment. Uh-huh. But I'm not mad that they put the the tag on last. I mean, you, I know we 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 joke with, with Dave all the time about like storytelling and, and storyline and stuff like that. But it's Hollywood. You're mm-hmm. basically telling a story, and this is one part of a big story, regardless mm-hmm. if. <laughs> Dane and Kevin Owens are not a part of the big main event for Roman and Cody. They play a part in everything. So you need to like get to that point in order to get to the end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because like, when you look at a full when you look at a full movie, if, the, if some of the main characters are not close to the end, you kind of say to yourself, like, well, what happens to these people? Is there right. gonna be two? Like an analogy. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I saw and to like to double up on that storyline point, Sammy in the press conference afterwards said something to along the lines of the the bloodline storyline is to WWE what the Sopranos was to HBO and television. Mm-hmm. Like and when he said that, one, it's like okay, Sammy's I knew Sammy's different. I love listening to Sammy interviews, his mm-hmm. mind works. His mind in pro wrestling is just one of those minds where if I could sit down and have a, a four-hour conversation, I don't think I would be bored. Right. But putting it in into those aspects, then it made me even validate the point even more for me. Like, yeah, this absolutely should have been the main event because when you look at it from that aspect of it, he's 100% correct. Like, this storyline has been the best thing WWE has done in a decade and a half. Um, and to not put that in the main event spot, I think would have been 
a mistake that they would have regretted looking back down the line. And and like you said, Kenny, it leads into night two. All right, we saw one domino fall. Is the other one going to fall? Mm-hmm. Are we mm-hmm. actually going to get the the fracture, the crumble, the breakdown of the Roman Empire with Roman losing his title at the end of night two? So I, I'm not mad at that at all. Um, I thought it was my that was my favorite match of the night, um, just for all the intricacies that went into it from a story aspect. Mm-hmm. And they continued to weave it throughout the entire match. Um, and I, I thought it was very fitting that it came down to Sammy and Jay. And it had to. Mm-hmm. And you can feel like you can feel the hesitation in Sammy delivering like those last couple of kicks before mm-hmm. the pinfall. It hurt him to do that to Jay. You could feel that. And it just it just Except made it that one. much better. You could tell he enjoyed that last one. Yeah. <laughs> and the crowd, the crowd loved it. And that's exactly what you want. Like you, you, you know, you go to the movies and you watch like a Marvel movie, and and, and you know they get to the, close to the end part, and you're like, yes, it's a fucking victory. That's how everybody was last night. Everybody got up out of their chairs. Everybody cheered. Every single time Sammy was either getting his ass whipped or he was freaking kicking ass, they were going back and forth. There was so much emotion through that whole entire match that WWE knocked it out of the park when it came to to the main event. So you brought up the crowd, and I feel like the fan experience live there last night Mm -hmm. was a completely different experience than what we got on TV. Um. People there were absolutely losing their minds from videos to reactions. You know, even some of the wrestler, the older wrestlers that were there live were tweeting people at home watching it who were complaining about the crowd being dead and everything else. And they're like, no, you guys don't understand. Mm -hmm. This place is going absolutely bananas. Mm -hmm. Like, it is crazy in here right now. And that's my only problem with the big stadium shows. If you're the viewer at home, you lose that aspect of the sound. So you can't really get a gauge for how people are reacting. Mm. And that can hurt certain performers in certain matches. Mm. Um, I think Rhea and Charlotte, Sammy and KO, Ray and Dom, those matches were excluded from that. Like they were going to be what they were just based off of the, the stories being told and the competitors in the ring and Rhea and Charlotte's aspect. Um, because the story may not have been the greatest going into it. But that that show last night definitely from a viewership at home aspect kind of was like, all right, I'm gonna knock this down because the crowd don't seem that live. Right. And in actuality, it was the complete opposite. The the crowd was explosive all night from everything that I got off of seeing people that were in the arena or in the stadium last night. I remember when we were talking about that. And but at that moment, I could see with my eyes, people were sitting down. So all the screaming and everything, you could probably lose. But when I see people sit down on TV, you're not live to me. I felt too with the with yeah. the commentary team. Like it, the commentary team was so loud, like it was, it was like echoing when we were watching it. I felt like that was maybe even drowning out the crowd too. But I did, I did see what you call. It. I did see a lot of the security, like telling telling people to sit down. Yeah. yeah. Cause there were times where people were up mm-hmm. and you would see the guy like you was I used to see like the guy on like on the left hand side if you go back like half a lot of the big matches he was just like 
he came up to like one person was like sit down because even like even my wife saw it and it was just like yeah they're, they're waving people to sit down like you could tell in the nxt that they were like i mean it was every match was damn near on fire but the yeah. crowd was sitting there and you know just watching it and enjoying it but it's like i think they give them like maybe like the last couple minutes if they know it's the close of the match to stand up any any other time it's just like you know sit down and enjoy the show yeah. And that's the difference between WWE and AEW from a crowd fan perspective. Mm-hmm. I think WWE, they're doing it a little bit too. WWE wants you to sit there like you're you're at a Broadway play, and then you stand up at the end to give your ovation. AEW, and it may be I'm going to the AEW show here in a couple of weeks in Pittsburgh, so I'll I'll let you mm-hmm. know whenever I'm there what the the vibe is after being there for the you know this is what the third or fourth time they've come. I've been to every one to see if it's changed. But AEW up until this point was like a kiss concert or or a rock concert, and it, where like you're up the entire time, you're singing along, you're doing, you know, nobody's sitting, your your feet hurt after being up all night. So I hate that that they've gotten to that point, but Love I mean, it. I don't know which way is right or wrong. Sit your hands down. Yeah, as as much as as much money as you spend for these shows. The last thing you want to do is like even remember because WWE, like I would say this, I was like WWE is more family oriented mm. than say AEW. You know what I mean? And and I'm not the only one who said it. There's been plenty of people, even when mm-hmm. AEW started inviting a lot of celebrities to come to their shows, and once once like one comedian was just like, yeah, something happened, and I had to like tell my kids like to turn away because I didn't know what to tell them about the show. You know, and he's like, yeah, you definitely wouldn't see that in WWE type of thing. You know what I mean? And it's like, you spend all this money. You really want to have somebody like me who's 6'4", standing up the whole entire time and say, yeah, like, yeah. you're 5'10", and now you're like, sir, mm-hmm. sir, mm-hmm. can you Nah, get a better seat, bro. You were complaining about the prime guy. Yeah. <laughs> standing in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But that's different. Like that's a that's a that's a mascot ringside for a match that like yo, if I'm paying ten thousand for that corner seat front row and, and you got this you got this blue raspberry prime bottle in front of me, I'm hot. Like I'm living. I yelled at cameramen to move out of the way at shows because they're I'm like, listen, if I spend all this money to sit ringside, move. Like Back in the the Attitude Era, yeah, back in the Attitude Era, I used whenever I would get my tickets, I'd be like four rows back behind like JR. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're in, I'm in the fourth row, and the people in like the first and second row would be standing up the whole time. It's like, you're in the first and second row, like, you don't need to stand up, yeah, like, sit down. Like, if you're front row, you should not be standing. I'm sorry, at the end, like, entrance and exit, cool. And then, but that's what starts. You don't want to stand, but you got to stand just to see. That's exactly it, yeah. Um so for you for you what was your what was your match of match of the the night last night out of what we saw put on in the ring um in in the spectacle that was WrestleMania Me I don't know. Go around, whoever wants to start it don't matter Go again Uh I have to say not the uh not the Usos tag match but the uh fatal four-way tag match not for nothing. That was for me was match of the night. For me. I, I saw a lot of that. I, I really enjoyed that. Because at first I was just like, here we go. Like this is just a filthy thriller match. I'm gonna go get something to eat. You know what I mean? And then 
I found myself stuck there and I did not want to move. See, Chris, we brought I brought that up to you on the show yesterday yeah. whenever we were doing our predictions because you called it your bathroom break. And I said, mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. this is you're doing a disservice to that match. Yeah. It's not gonna be a bathroom break, yeah. it's gonna be quick, fast, furious, spot after spot, and something's gonna happen that you're gonna go, holy shit. And it was freaking ricochet hitting the pause button in midair on a shooting star press off the top turnbuckle where I thought he was going to sail into the commentator's table. Yeah. And somehow <laughs> he just landed. Somehow he land, he's not human. He paused himself in midair and dropped straight down. Like he had his hand hit the, um, hit the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His face was right in front of his hand. And I was like, you, you're so funny. Lucky, yeah. <laughs> so, and, he, and he just fell it, into them too. Like yep. he didn't like hit them. He just like hit, like catch me. And he, <laughs> even Titus had you enthralled in the match. Titus, that was the best. Titus, was the best. Titus was the best commentator all night. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, sweaty Otis. The match that he just started. He out here soaking wet. <laughs> yeah, he that shirt off, and he got on the top turnbuckle, and I was just like, yo, that man is really sweating. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even done much. <laughs> Honestly, Great that match, butt. like, and I did uh, yesterday. I called it the bathroom break match, but that was probably the most fun match of night one. Yep. Like, I, I enjoyed it. It was on the card. It was probably my third favorite match of the night. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of reactions were with you, Kenny. People were saying that that was their favorite match of the night. Which, hey, kudos to them. You guys go on that early in the show that that last four hours, and by the time everything wraps up, people are saying that was their favorite match of the night. Kudos to all all eight yeah. of those guys that were involved in that match. Let's see sure. if the women can deliver it tonight too. I, I love I love I love a good women's match, but I don't think so. Look at the participants you have in this match. Like, unless, unless Ronda Rousey is going to give you a five star performance, we have not <laughs> not a very long time. It is not going to happen. Donald, what you got? Match of the night in your eyes for you. Um, I liked everything, but probably except for the McAfee and uh, Miss Dickman. But um, but I have to go with um, I'll probably go with um, Seth and um, shockingly Seth and Logan Paul. For some reason, I really enjoyed that match from their storytelling, from their the I mean the KIS stuff was dumb, but I mean it worked. It right. worked with their match. Any- Anybody 15 or old, anybody, you know, anybody, I, I would say, you know, 15 and younger, absolutely love the KSI spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My kids loved it because it was yeah. like. I, I didn't know who dude was. I, I, thought, I thought he was hard to the mask off. I did too. I was like, truth is back. Like, truth is back. Like, is that truth? He's with Logan Paul? No. Nope. And then my, my son was just like, oh, that's what came. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I, I guess he's cool. <laughs> Uh, you know, with, with this guy, it was like, yeah, they're like best friends. It was like, okay, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Logan again, he surprised me again. He's not like a one-off, you know, celebrity person coming in and that stuff. What he did, what forties matches already. Yeah, so yeah. I call him like legit celebrity wrestler. Hey, kudos to him. So b- before I w- I want to just touch on the the McAfee Miz match spot before we get Jason and Chris's pick for match of the night. The 
I feel like it was done and it was put there to give you the relief and to get you back down to zero before the main event. You couldn't have gone from that Rhea and Charlotte match mm-hmm. and straight into the Bloodline video package entrances match go. You didn't go straight into you had 10 minutes of commercials. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we can get into we can get into the the whole sponsored by bell to bell time and the yeah. amount of of breaks that were this this WrestleMania. But I'm from I understand why they did it, and I and to me it made sense from that aspect. Pat, again, it's one of those things where live I really did. I'm like, oh, is Pat not getting a reaction? Like. Mm-hmm. Listening TV wise, but people throwing up clips and everything else, like Pat is still just as over as he was, whatever he was commentating full time for the year plus before he stepped away. And uh, Michael Cole popped for everybody, so oh yeah. <laughs> and it was, per- I mean, it was it was perfect. It it did its job as far as placement and purpose. And with that being said, I can't I can't knock it because it did its job. And I'm a huge Pat guy. Mm-hmm. So, for me, every everything served a purpose, even the even the, uh, even the Pat and Miz thing, except for Cena and uh, Cena and, and Theory. I went back and rewatched everything, and every every match was good, served a purpose, entertaining. I'm a, but I'm gonna put Rhea and Charlotte as my match of the night. What's wrong with that? I, I was disappointed in the Cena theory too, mm. because I felt like kicking off the night, right. it, it didn't draw me in the way I was hoping it was going to. Was that because theory won, or was it because the way theory won? No, I was expecting a theory to win. So I was thinking the way. I think Cena was just happy just to be out in a wrestling ring again. Maybe. I mean, he was smiling the whole time. Boy. You know, he has to be protected too. So that could have been yeah. part of the reason. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I mean, I think they went above and beyond to protect him the way they, they protected him during that match yesterday. No. Like, I'm not saying he got to, he got to get pinned clean in the ring, but they, they gave, I mean, he bit him twice. He, he did a ref bump, then a low blow. Like, how much more protection are you going to give the guy? He's freaking John Cena. He's bulletproof at this point. Listen. You don't need all that. <laughs> When, yeah, when look. the whole Make-A-Wish thing in the beginning, and he did a Make-A-Wish before going into the ring, I was like, he's going to win. <laughs> I was surprised when he lost, because I was just like, did he just do a Make-A-Wish no. before going into the ring? And my wife was just like, yeah. And I was just like, that's fucking cool. Like, <laughs> WWE don't say bleep them kids. They don't care. <laughs> he's not winning. <laughs> I would a screenshot of the photo and just send it to you. Since you said that, somebody actually posted that. There was a picture of Austin Theory, and next to it was like a fucking kids. And I was like, yo. <laughs> they got their moment. That's all they needed. Yeah. <laughs> but then you pulled the same spot last night on uh, Stand and Deliver. Yeah, it's the NXT mm-hmm. literally had the almost the same exact finish mm-hmm. down down to a T. Um, so that, that kind of hurt it too, um, mm-hmm. because I just watched that three hours before you know what i mean yeah oh chris you match of the night i gotta go with the main event kevin owens and Sami Zayn versus usos it, it did what it was supposed to do for me i was excited for the match it was in the spot it was supposed to be i, I don't have any complaints on that whatsoever 
you know, after that, I, I'm going to go to Charlotte and Rhea. And mm-hmm. I think someone, when, uh, Steve, it might even be new, but it could have been someone else there, um, said, you know, oh, I'm glad this match wasn't the main event, like early on in the match. Right. And it, it was a slow build match. Yeah. And right. by the time that match was over, I like probably like halfway point, I got invested in it completely. Like to the point where we were talking earlier, if it would have won on the main event, I would have been happy with that match as the main event. Right. But I'm glad it, where it was, it fell where it was for me. And I was happy with the last two. The last two matches really saved the night for me mm-hmm. overall. Yeah, that was de- that was definitely um, the first act. Eh, I might leave an intermission, like you know what I mean. Like I don't, this isn't really getting me. But by the time the the play ends, I'm glad I stuck around because right. acts two and three were yeah. absolutely phenomenal, and that that's literally how that match was last night. Mm-hmm. It was the slow burn, and we don't see that a lot nowadays. So that mm-hmm. that could have been why I said that when I said rare, it in, because, rare in a women's match too. Mm-hmm. Like when are we when are we going to get to the shits? Like let's go pick this up. I want to see Yins to have a classic, mm-hmm. and I felt like early on it wasn't getting to that point. But by the time it was over, it was like yeah, all right, dub this. <laughs> you can you can put your stamp on it because it they absolutely shine through and came through. Yeah. Um, to me, know. I think the issue was not that the first half was terrible. It was it was the filler we complained about. Because we all we all just picked all different matches on the card that lived up to the to the hype. Well, let's, right. Well, so let's touch on let's touch on the filler. It's the filler, yeah. We talk about storytelling though, you know, and in the match, there was storytelling for it, and I think that was just it, at least for me. So Donald, thank thanks to thanks to Professor Porter <laughs> down there and and below me. Um he came through this morning because we were keeping an eye on this just based off of how much filler there was last night with commercials, video packages, the whole nine yards. So last night, total wrestling time, so actual wrestling bell to bell, was one hour, 57 minutes, and 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And anyway, we had a four-hour show, and there was just under two hours of actual wrestling. Right. So I, asked, I said this morning, well, go back. Go back to just the last couple of WrestleManias since it's been a two-night affair and see what you can find as far as bell-to-bell actual wrestling time. And out of all those WrestleManias, this one had the second most. They've all been around an hour 40 to an hour 50 in total wrestling time. I don't know if it's because it's the the corporation side of things and you got to get all the sponsors and the spectacle. And to me, if you're running a two hour pre-show where you're showing every single video package and bringing down every story for the matches during the night, I don't need to see them again in between every single match. I get it. You need time for the performers to walk up the seven mile long ramp to get to the back (laughs) before you can start the next show. But there got to be a better way to come up with that to where it's not affecting the flow like the royal rumble they got eliminated and instead of walking all the way back down they went out the other side yes. by the timekeeper's mm-hmm. table mm-hmm. and left mm-hmm. that way which was great because it kept the flow moving stuff happened one after the other you weren't waiting around for everybody to get to the back before you started the next match is two hours of a four-hour show enough wrestling for you like, do you feel that you got your appetite's worth of wrestling last night 
knowing that it was under two hours of actual wrestling? Uh, watching it with you guys? No. Watching it back? Skipping everything? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting as Jason said, you guys didn't make it entertaining for him, so he had to rewatch it again. He was asleep for me. No, I fell asleep. He was boring to you, but okay. No, he was like he he went we back and day. did the Hulu. He went back and did the Hulu version. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to do that. I mean, so like, and the only I mean, reason why I'm bringing this up, it, the only yeah. reason why I'm bringing this up is because. And not to to drive the the tribalism that is AEW stands versus WWE fans, but if AEW puts on a four hour pay per view and they only have let they have less than two hours of wrestling, mm-hmm. I feel like people are going to kill them for that. Mm-hmm. Right? WWE does it, and it's not even mentioned. It's not even brought up. It's just oh, that's WWE it's doing business what WWE as usual. Does I'm, you know the thing about it is that they're so used to it. Like when you're used to something, it doesn't bother you until they shake things up. So like early in the week, Nick Khan said that they were actually thinking about changing their format for uh, pay-per-views and charging, doing the, like for the big events, charging $50, $60. And that's when everybody was like, I'm not paying 60 bucks to sit, sit there and watch video packages mm-hmm. half the fucking night. And then you guys going to give me a five minute, mm-hmm. 10 minute match. Cause right. I know I, I was just like, I'm not paying for that. I'm gonna find a way to watch it for free. I just, I said last night, especially with how many commercial breaks you had, I think in this, whoever, if someone buys the company or whatever the next rights deal is, like say NBC gets the rights after last night, just put it on NBC, put WrestleMania on NBC. This way, everybody can watch it, and then you get the money from the commercials, and then it justifies the commercial breaks. Right. It's like a Super Bowl. Yeah. It's like the Super Bowl. It's exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're charging you're charging people mm-hmm. three to five million for a 30 second commercial ad, and people are gonna pay because you're gonna have how many thousands of and millions of viewers watching the the show? It's primetime television. Exactly. You you know you're blocking off from eight to midnight. <clears throat> like I just I think. And the other reason why I think I noticed it more last night is because there is an alternative. Mm. Because there is AEW now. So I'm watching four hours of AEW, eight to midnight, and I'm getting, you know, three and a half hours worth of wrestling. Where but now I, I notice it more on mm. a WWE, a, a big WWE show. Like, there's, right. you know, your, your main big three or four depending on what you want to consider Survivor Series. When we um, when we first started with the network, you know, everybody always said, you know, they were complaining about some of the events, you know, like, oh, it wasn't all that entertaining. But then everybody started coining the phrase of, well, you got your nine ninety nine worth. Yep. And it's like, that's still kind of the way it was last night. You know, you got your nine ninety nine worth, you know, if, mm-hmm. if you pay for Peacock. Exactly. And that was a problem that I had too, was Michael Cole at one point, I think it was for the Trish Stratus match. He goes, all right, if you're a Peacock premium subscriber, you're going to see the video. For Then everybody else got commercials. Mm. Yeah. Like, what are we doing that for? Like, like, Just eliminating part of the show. Just, And we got more commercials out of it than what some people saw. Exactly. And then like when the main event came on, they had that little concert going on. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah. That, was, that was part of Uso's entrance. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say that. 
It didn't need to be. It didn't need to be, but you showed the video package. Hit the Usos music right now. I don't care mm -hmm. if it was a verse and a hook. It, it, get the hell out of there. You got a little Jesus. Jesus. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's coming up on midnight. Like, exactly. let's get the match I going. Go to, I had to go to work, so I just <laughs> like, like I waited until they got you know did the entrances, and I was like, why are they showing little Uzi Bert or whatever? Is that his name? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm just like, um. I was like, this made no sense. And then there was two things that didn't make sense to me that it would make sense for next year. He's one of them. Oh, Phil the Philly? Philadelphia native. Why mm -hmm. is he on this show? And I and I saw somebody else tweet that out, and I just simply reply back, Meek Mill. He, he's hot on TikTok right now. Now, then I said, I didn't know who it was. Um, Kevin Hart do the cold open. Another. Philadelphia native, why are you here? You in the rock tomorrow? And, and to that, yeah, and to that, I said, to that, I said, Bill Burr. No, you're not getting Bill Burr. <laughs> <laughs> Philly guy. Now, Philly when guy. Philly comes around, I, I guarantee you, when Philly comes around, they're gonna have Kevin Hart host WrestleMania. They're gonna use him again. It's I fine. mean, I didn't. I, we see what they do with the host. It's not yeah. that important yeah. at all. Yeah. So I, I can't. The cold, uh, the cold open before actually getting to the Miz and Snoop with Kevin Hart. It didn't bother me. I, I can't. Kevin Hart is not a serious guy. I'm never going to look at Kevin Hart and go, "You're serious." So to him to to go through that monologue, and it didn't hit the way that I needed it to hit. Right. When, you want things right because it was the person <laughs> delivering it, like yeah, like Mark Warburn did a way better job last year. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I mean, I'm like shit. Like it would have been so much better if somebody else would have did it besides Kevin Hart. Was it? Was it the uh, the entirety of the show from start to finish? Does it deserve to be given the accolades that it was last night when everybody just immediately crowned it as the best WrestleMania or one of the best WrestleManias of all time? No. Well, we got part two tonight. Yeah, see, I didn't I didn't say it was the, <laughs> the best WrestleMania I've seen. But I did say, and this one gave me a, a comment on it, when I was like, it was an amazing show. The story, the story's not finished. The story's not no, finished. It, look, it was this the the eight man tag match was the 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 spot fest, the excitement, right? But it was very top heavy. So if you had Dom Ray, Rhea Charlotte in the main event, if one of those three matches, maybe not Dom and Ray as much from the other guys that are on this show, but if you had one of those three matches be a letdown, mm -hmm. this this show's being viewed completely different. Right. No. Mm -hmm. But because they all delivered, then it's like, mm -hmm. oh my god, instant classic. Right. <laughs> and it was it was very top heavy. You had you had Le, you you got LeBron and Kyrie out there, and if one of those have a if one of those two have a bad shooting night, then you're done. You're not gonna win. Sorry, Kevin. Again, I can't say it's the best WrestleMania because the second half is tonight. Right. It's just like a sports game. Hey, in the first half, you could look all great and everything. Second half, you could drop the ball and the whole week be terrible. We've seen, we seen it in NCAA basketball, so we already 
But are they seeing that in normal WrestleManias too? Like whenever it was one night, like on a traditional WrestleMania, you know, there's times where half the cards, eh, and then the other half builds back up and it makes it a better card. I think it was what, like two WrestleManias ago, like when they started to do the the two nights, they had Roman, I think they had Roman Brock close night one for the title, right? It was something like that, and I know everyone said, "Well, night one was better than night two. So I think that's why they started switching things around now, where like the more bigger stars or bigger storylines are just going to close out night two. I feel like they're almost because this is what year three or four of the two night. Yeah, WrestleMania. Right, this was the fourth. This is the fourth one. Yeah. I feel like now, and I'll, I'll be interested if they do keep the two nights to just keep an eye on this to see if it plays out this way. But it's almost now where, like, yes, it's WrestleMania weekend, and yes, it's a two-night affair, but these are, like, two separate shows mm-hmm. under the WrestleMania umbrella. Right. Is the vibe that I'm getting from how they're laying this stuff out, that you know, it's not going to be just, oh, WrestleMania 39. It's like WrestleMania 39A and 39B. Which show did you like better? That's why they say night one and night two. Or yep. WrestleMania Saturday and WrestleMania Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, like They phrased it different ways. <laughs> I, I'm interested last night because when they first announced Philly for next year, they right. I think it was supposed to be for this April 6th and 7th. Yes. And then last night they just said April 2024. So I'm kind of interested to seeing if they're changing dates or if they're just gonna do one night again i mean to be determined but hey look after the weather we had in pennsylvania yesterday uh april outdoor show in a stadium may not be the best yeah. choice <laughs> um, yeah yeah we were talking about that going home <laughs> like could you imagine this <laughs> get the hoodies get the hoodies out mm-hmm. kenny you went to 35 didn't you uh in new york yep so it's like yeah, the weather wasn't bad for that. Yeah, no, the weather, like we uh, lucked out. Yeah, the weather was all right until, like, I brought a jacket just to be on the safe side, and I took off the jacket, like the beginning of the show, and then I think like close to the middle of the show, I put it back on because once it hit midnight, it was started pouring rain. It was started drizzling. It started getting really cold, and I was like, yeah, they need to hurry this up. Like, <laughs> as soon as Becky, as soon as Becky put her hands up. And she put both titles in the air. I, me, and like my two friends, we darted out of there. And I was like, all right, I'm out. Grab your chairs. Let's get the fuck out of here. We were I pretty much the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, anything else from night one that you guys want to touch on as far as reaction goes? Uh, teardrop drum, teardrop dom, dom, you know what? Best entrance. That, that, that was the best entrance that they had. For uh, for for the night, in my, I gotta agree with uh, with Jason on this one because I thought that it was gonna be reversed. I thought that Dom was gonna come with the Eddie Lowrider. I said it on the show yesterday. I said it in the studio show yesterday. <laughs> but what's crazy about it is, is that if you watch, because I was on social media a lot yesterday, just like posting stuff, and then I saw that um. I kept saying, I was like, yeah, he's going to come out in the lowrider. He's going to do something Eddie-esque like type entrance. And then you saw Fluffy 
and John Cena together backstage. And I saw the corrections van and I said, this dude is coming out of fucking corrections. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> so, and sure enough, when Boiler he, alert. he was in jail, I said, he's coming out in the freaking van. <laughs> He should have fought, like, fought with the mask on for the first half of the match. Yeah. <laughs> he he, I was like, "Why did he take the mask off?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't mind it as much rewatching it. Uh-huh. But I'm like, initially laughing, like they got it wrong. He's been out of jail for months. <laughs> what do you mean he's showing up now in a police van? Like that makes no sense. You can't shake your past. <laughs> He's like, yo, let, let me do a quick B and E before Mania, so I can get locked up and then get a ride to the get a ride to the stadium. What do they always say about the workplace? You could do a thousand right, but they're always gonna remind you of the bad, even if you one did thing it. you did wrong. Yep. 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 All right. Well, night one was definitely a success. Um, we'll see how night two plays out in in that. Um, and see how it, it unfolds. You know, another four-hour show. It's going to be hard getting up to work tomorrow for that early early birds nine to five special. Or getting two for me. So last, yeah. so last night ended up being eight matches. Seven were scheduled. Eight end up happening. Yeah. So right now for tonight we got six. So we'll see if anything gets added again, or if it'll just be that six. And yeah. I think I think you'll get an LA night Bobby Lashley edition tonight. Yeah, in some form or fashion to make it seven, but. Um, all right, that's enough for night one of the main roster. Let's go down to NXT. Stand and deliver. Um, did it actually stand and deliver? Yes, it made me actually want to go. What's the, the they announced uh, the next pay per view in May? It's, it's supposed to be in Boston, and yeah. it made me think, should I take the bus to Boston to go watch this pay per view? How long is that, that a trip for you? Uh, three hours. Okay, it's not bad. Not terrible. Not bad yeah. Bus trip. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, I think they, they showed up. Um, like it's crazy. Whenever the the two first started, and you had the the color change and everything else, and they're introducing all these characters and changing names and being cheesy, corny, and right. but to see the growth of those people. Mm-hmm. You know, like a like a Carmella, like a Grayson Waller. No. Um, you know, even some of the women, like just to see the growth from there, that first show till now, you know, Tony D'Angelo, like all those people before where it was like, yo, you're coming out with a with a Sopranos type gimmick, like mm-hmm. the fake Italian guy. Like, what are we doing here? And then I'm like, oh, yesterday I'm on the show, mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, the Gabagool, we're gonna crown you tag team champions. Let's go. Like yeah. But no, I think that was you. The, yeah, chase you. Like, yep. I think that was my biggest takeaway from the show yesterday was okay, from day one till now, the growth has been great to where I cared, I was invested, the matches were good, and I walked away a happy consumer. So in my mm-hmm. eyes, it hit every single check mark that it possibly could. Yeah, I, I became like last. Yesterday, I became a really, like, Tiffany Stratton fan. Like, mm-hmm. I thought she pulled off a really great performance from mm-hmm. the uh, from the promo packaging that she did on Rodeo all the way to her, her like, entrance in the ring and what she did out 
you know, throughout the match, I was just like, she had me thinking she was going to win. I said, she's going to win this. She's going to win this title. Like, and then boom, she, she ended losing. And like Indy Hartwell finally got her victory. I thought she was going to get called up to the main roster this week. Yeah, do we have do do since you since you went right into that match, we'll just kick it off there from a reaction standpoint. Did Indy's win seem cheated based on what they've done with her recently? Because I feel like she's done nothing but lose and hasn't hasn't yeah. been a focal point, hasn't been put in the best of light mm-hmm. on a weekly show basis, and then she comes out and wins a ladder match for, for the title yesterday. Like Kenny said, I thought she was gonna be promoted at some yeah. point. Gonna get mm-hmm. that. That's how I thought. Like I was just like, it's either Roxanne Perez was gonna retain the title, or Tiffany Stratton was gonna win. And then they just pulled the swerve and hit us with the Indy Hartwell. So she's gonna stay on NXT for a while. Which, I mean, I would love to see her on the main roster, you know, with Damage Control. But mm-hmm. the way Damage Control is now, like, I don't really think they she wouldn't fit in. Mm-hmm. Do you bring the group back together since you know they all celebrated after Gargano's win last night? No, Mm-mm. I think that was just a one-off. Mm. I felt it's like WrestleMania one-off, weekend. They're all they're all there at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I honestly, I more than anything, I felt like that group should be back in NXT last night, right? Instead of bring, promoting anybody, keep them mm-hmm. in NXT. Yeah, but it is, you know, is it is it they gave you that that old feeling. So you know, yeah. like you see that old girlfriend and you're like, man, maybe you know, I don't know what happened to us. And you start talking, right. and you find out she's annoying again, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think this the show yesterday was the was made me feel the closest to a black and gold takeover. Yeah. Out mm-hmm. of any special that they've put on or "Quote unquote," PC pay per view that they've done. Right. Uh, yesterday's was the, in that arena feel too, and mm-hmm. I I think that does contribute right. to it. Mm-hmm. But just from like a quality standpoint, right. I, I felt yesterday's show yeah. was the the closest to a a true takeover mm-hmm. feeling um, that I've had since they they switched the the brand. Because one of the things I, I really like now that they're back on the road again, at least for these events, is that I'm not feeling like claustrophobic whenever like those fans are like right up against the ring down at the PC. Right. It's like everything has a little bit more breathing room whenever they're on the road. That's one of the things I enjoy the most on the show. Yeah. Any issues with any of the the wins yesterday from Stand and Deliver? No. No. I thought everybody that that was I mean except for the, the women's match. I thought everybody else that that won, like, deserved it. Like storyline wise, like the way if you watch like NXT on a regular basis, like it played into what needed to be done to continue letting them evolve as uh, as talent. I think the women's title match was the only one that really surprised me of Indy winning. Everybody mm-hmm. else, you know, either expected mm-hmm. to win or you know, I was happy with the change. Right. Is Braun is Braun Breaker's potential hampered by the situation that happened with his dad this weekend? I don't think so. I don't think so. They never mentioned his name because you could tell from like if you go on Twitter, right? 
everybody was very vocal mm. about you know the the situation that happened at WrestleCon with his dad, and no, not, not I, have, I have not seen one comment yet where they mentioned him specifically. Like, oh, is this what you teach your son? Does your son act this way? You know, like like that. Like, it, it's pretty much like all on him type of thing. So I don't think this will hurt him, but they will probably WWE might monitor it and be like, we can we can't use like we can't talk about your dad mm-hmm. in any type of promos at all. Chen, no, you're not wearing the same color singlets no more. Like you're not doing the, you're not, you're not barking. You're not like, oh, we're not, we're cutting all that off. I did see some memes going around saying, oh, this is what happens when you're when it real goes wrong. And it was his dad saying that, and then Braun losing the title, um, as like a as a shot. But it's just curious because of the the temperature in the water and and how big of a of an issue it is outside of wrestling and in the real world, um, whether or not that would be something that they would, you know, not necessarily cut him off altogether, but I mean, Mandy Rose got the ax for fan times. Right. If we're keeping it, if we're keeping it, uh, if we're keeping it a buck, you know, different situations, obviously, but at the same time, like, I'm well, be a little bit worried that that he might catch the backlash from it. Okay. Isn't it good to be named Braun Breaker right now? Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's crazy yeah. that they just um, announced uh, an action figure for his father. Yeah. At yeah. the Mattel reveals over the weekend, <laughs> and that's that's done because it was only a render. It wasn't a like a, a prototype model, so they could just easily. No, put it on hold. Uh-huh. That's, yeah. that's definitely going to be put on hold now. Well, and I said last night, I said, "Oh, all these years, people thought it was Scott Steiner keeping him out of the WWE Hall yep. of Fame, and <laughs> <laughs> turned out it wasn't Big Papa Pump." This is man, like I don't know. Um, but hey, everybody cut ties immediately. Um, every every single. Um, Appearance that he was supposed to have got got the axe. Um, statements were issued from multiple entities and everything else. So everybody, you know, stood behind Giselle in that instance, and it is what it is. But it's not something that you, not something that I was expecting to have to hear about during WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was surprised about that. <laughs> Where do you think we, if Braun does get called up, and, and we got the the era of him as Melo is calling it, which I think is a tremendous tagline. Um, where do you think that? Where do you think he goes? Who who's his first challenger? Who would you like to see him mix it up with? Does he stay with Trick? Does does he continue to? Ride this fence of hill babyface. Um, I know it's kind of hard to boo Mello, but at the same time, he was you know majority of the time there was a hill um, from an in-ring standpoint. But where do you think he goes, and who's who's likely to step up and, and be his first challenger? For me, I think it's him and Waller. Yeah, but that that's not worse though, right? First, I think that's down the line. I think that's down the line. Yeah, right. 
I mean, does, does the first matter then? It'll probably be Apollo well, Crews. I mean, do you still remember your first? <laughs> you still remember your first, though, right? I do, but if it's a throwaway. Yeah, so the first matters. Yeah, of course the first matters. Everybody remembers their first. You don't, you don't forget that. Do they run it back? Up, up against Wesley? No. No, I didn't want to see a run back. No. Wes? See, I'm thinking... I'm well, still have the title. I don't need that. Yeah, no. But I, I like for some reason I don't know why. Like, and I don't even know if the the pairing or the matchup makes sense. Like, I just want to see him and Ilya get in there, and I have no idea why. But that was like immediately my first thought was gonna be Dragunov and Melo. Right. I can see that after JD. If you're just gonna throw somebody up against them, probably Dijak. No. Yeah, you <laughs> you're giving Dijak the, the Lance Archer AEW treatment. Just yes. throw the big guy out there for no yep. reason. Mm-hmm. I say the first don't matter, and he says, Give me Dijak. Donald <laughs> <laughs> must really you don't hate remember his first. that first. Donald yeah, must really that. hate his first. <laughs> depends on, I think I mean, it depends on how they push it. Are we going to get, are we going to postpone the, the first real match until Battleground? Or we just can get a title match on NXT at some point. I don't think you get a title match on NXT. I would save it for Battleground. It's just curious as to who they're going to put in that spot to be his first match no. at Battleground. I mean, there, there's so many people that's on the main roster that used to be part of NXT that goes back to NXT, but you can give him somebody who's never been to NXT at all, and that's Dominic Mysterio. He already had the feud with his dad. What is it left for him to do in on the main roster? Bad Bunny. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> yep. Puerto Rico main Puerto event. Rico next month, man. <laughs> Going to happen. Book it now. I hope. Did it yesterday. Bad Bunny and Dom. Dom be in Puerto Rico causing havoc. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's running the streets here? You can hear him in Puerto Rico. Dom he's on the island. <laughs> This Rhea won her match. She's a SmackDown Women's Champion. She doesn't need to be a part of Dominic anymore. I think, you know, Finn will win tonight in Hell in a Cell. Send Dominic and Damian down to let let um Let Dominic try to find himself and be reformed. <laughs> That'd be interesting. That'd like be I said yesterday, man. The way, the way NXT... NXT is the halfway house. You got NXT in yeah. the halfway house for Dom. Like, look, you, you were acting reckless on the main roster, and we got we got to put you down, bro. Like, we got to. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you have Booker yeah. T as his parole officer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That, you know that sounds really good because now you have Booker T back there. I was like, listen, you can't pull these things that you pull main roster. We're gonna be watching you. You got Triple H, our <laughs> Michael over there, you know, giving them hell and stuff like that. That works. Dom's gonna be focused on Cody or Roman, whoever wins. Hey, Triple H is Triple H is super high on him. I told you the push is the top hills coming. It's coming. I would never watch wrestling again. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, something else. I I do think I do think Waller is the ultimate. Yeah. The, the ultimate antagonist to this title run for Melo. 
Um, and, and eventually, you know, he would be the next guy to supplant Melo. Unless his stock is so high that they just bypass that phase and bring him up. It's possible. I, um, I, mean, I, I thought think... he I thought he showed up and showed out yesterday. Um you know I, I hated the like I hated the initial character for him. Same here. You know, I thought they, they stole his gimmick and gave it to Austin Theory initially on the main roster with the selfie and everything else and going right. viral and all that other stuff. But this side of Waller and what he did in this short feud that he had with Gargano. I thought it it absolutely they knocked it out of the park and and he did some of his best work in NXT. Um that that match, you know, I forget which one of us picked it. I don't even know if any of us picked it yesterday, honestly trying to think back to our prediction show, but he definitely um came up and and showed that he can he can deliver whenever his name's called, so to speak. I, I said yesterday on the show that I wasn't looking even forward to the match because I'm not a big Waller fan. I'll still say that. I'm still not 100% sold on him, but that was my match of the night for NXT. So I, I thought he did he did the job. We'll see where he goes. I, I Right now, just seeing, watching NXT as inconsistent as I do, he does seem to be the one that they're grooming next. So... NXT for me has been the one show that I've literally watched week in and week out for a while now. It it doesn't draw me every every week. That's why I still watch it inconsistent because it's like, okay, I watch it. I'm good for a couple weeks. Right. But I I enjoy, and I did that before with NXT too at some point, (laughs) but I always stuck around and watched the the events, the stand delivers and the battlegrounds and all that. Right. And I'll still keep following it. All right. Any other thoughts on NXT stand and deliver? Mm-hmm. Nope. All right. Let's go back to Friday night, Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. Man, you want to talk about a hell of an opening match to kick off a show? Um, they didn't. They pulled no punches. Yeah. <laughs> and Triple with, Yeah, they they they're like, ah, uh, we're not going to wait. We're just going to give this to you <laughs> first and let mm-hmm. let you know what the rest of the night's going to be about because. I said it before. If you if you like modern wrestling, that match was absolutely amazing. If you if you're an old school pro wrestling fan, you hated that match. Mm-hmm. But those I mean, two, it's lucha libre. I mean, if you don't if you if you know that style and you like that style, you're going to enjoy it. But if you don't know it, and like you said, you're an old style wrestling fan, it's not going to be for you because it's very much set up with spots. Right. You know, pause. Spot. Pause. Spot. Who opened the show? I missed this show because I had to go to work early. Vikingo, Vikingo, and Commander opened up. Okay. Oh, that's. Yeah, they gave that to you. Match one out the gates. Yeah. It was here. You go. <laughs> we're not going to wait. We're not going like slow build this. No, we're we're going a hundred miles an hour, zero to sixty in two seconds, and we're getting the night started off right. Um. So that's how it opened. Um. And they did. I, they did everything in that match. I. Listen, I don't know how this new version of Ring Honor is going to continue to play out, but based off of what they've done on weekly television so far and the pay-per-view that they had Friday night, 
I am fully invested in Ring of Honor. They delivered. You have big names coming in. You got some shock and awe stuff. We saw the return of Nigel McGuinness to a Ring of Honor. Don't know if he's going to be doing commentating full time, <laughs> which he came in for the show for. He may switch over to like that general manager type figure role that I said uh, in the prediction show on on Friday. But you had him show up. You know, you had just everything about the night was was solid um, from them. I don't I don't think there was a real true letdown on the show itself. And Jason, you called it. You said, I don't know if you were just being a jag off whenever you initially picked it, but you said Claudio and Kingston would deliver. And sure enough, they went out there and delivered. Like it was one of my favorite matches of the night. And I had no interest of it going into it. And I'm a huge Eddie Kingston fan. Here they deliver. I I skipped the six man and the main event just for time. I didn't have enough time because I finished. I think it was the latter match was the last match before that, or no, the pure title match. I finished that right before we kind of came on. So I do have to go back and watch those two matches, but Shibata. I, I was so happy to see him win that match. Yeah. Um, his story, everything that he's gone through with, you know, a life threatening injury to never wrestling again, to being in the ring, to winning a title, just absolutely tremendous. As soon as he won, though, I saw everybody flood the timeline with, give me Shibata Danielson at Forbidden Door 2. Mm. Shibata Danielson, Shibata Danielson. That's all I saw at Forbidden Door 2 for the for the Pure Rules title. I'm like, If it happens, I'm here for it. I'm not going to be mad at that at all. Yeah. So, um, Dante Martin's injury was one of the worst I've seen live. Um. I saw pro post that he's already out of the hospital, though. Yeah. So. Someone, well, sent me, I'm, I didn't watch the uh, the show, but somebody sent me the clip and was like, "Yo, did you see this in promo?" And I looked at the clip and I was like, "Oh my god, what happened?" And they had to explain to me like uh, the spot, and I was like, "That looks like it just came right off." Like, yeah, it literally, just like Sid. Yeah, it was like Sid. Sid coming yeah, off the turnbuckle. Like I, it looked like he was like a Lego figure, and it they just chopped <laughs> his leg. Like yeah. I was like, "Yo, this is yeah. like with the, that kind of like halted the momentum, um, so to speak." But I did see one thing that it, that, and I, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this, Kenny. You may spoiler alert if you haven't watched the show, but um, I saw people killing the booking of Joe and Mark Briscoe. For not having Mark Briscoe win, they said that they they played up on on Jay's passing and the video packages and having the family there and all this stuff. And to not have Mark win was a disservice to Mark and a disservice to Jay. <laughs> what are we doing here? It's wrestling story. So you're basically. I'm like, I was surprised that Joe won. I think we all called it that Mark was going to win, but. Jason in Jason called. That's what that's what they wanted you to think. Because now imagine if he would have won, right? There, everybody would have been like, "Well, we kind of figured already." Everybody here would have probably would have said, "They did it because of Jay. They gave him a belt because of yeah. Jay." Sympathy win. The past 
So we're gonna give you, we're gonna give him the title. That's just like when when Eddie passed, and it was like that was one of the main reasons why Rey Mysterio won the title is because Eddie Guerrero died, because everything was uh, paying a tribute to Eddie. And I and I and me playing devil's advocate, I was you know just randomly tweeting back to random people I saw, just like, hey, do you ever think maybe Mark didn't want to win the belt? Mm-hmm. Did you ever think the original booking was, "Hey, Mark, this is what we're gonna do. This is we, we're gonna put the title on you. This is," and Mark was like, "Nah, I'm cool. No, like <laughs> I don't, I don't need it. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Like the man is still grieving the loss of his brother. Like maybe he doesn't want to carry a championship right now mm-hmm. while he's still processing all that stuff. And it's better if you fight your way back into it." I did feel like he had the line. He had the line of the weekend, and it, you know, everybody deals with grief in different ways, and and depending mm-hmm. on you yourself, you know, it it is it is what it is. But to see like some of the stuff that he has said and talked about since his brother's passing is from somebody that you know has lost a parent young and everything else. Like his outlook on it has been so positive. Somebody asked him in the scrum afterwards something about. I forget what the initial question was, but his line was, um, oh, I I have it way worse than Jay. I just wrestled Samoa Joe. He's up there wrestling Eddie Guerrero. And I just thought, like, yo, like that, like to have that type of outlook mm-hmm. on losing somebody as close to you that you did so many amazing things with yeah. in your life and not be negative towards it and not, you know fill it with a with a bad outlook to say something like that i was just like all right you know he doesn't need a belt he's not worried about about like it's bigger than wrestling and i think you saw that in the reaction afterwards whenever him and the kingdom were out there sharing a group hug it's it's things are bigger than wrestling so like let's just take it easy with the criticizing of the booking then try to take a step back and look at it as a person still grieving the loss of his brother that's not even you know, six months old yet. Do you want to see the rosters truly split and keep ROH separate from AEW? Do we need? Yes. 100%. How long do you think it'll take for them to get to that way? If they ever do. I I don't even know if it'll ever happen. Yeah. It has to take some really good convincing to Tony to make that happen. Like right now, I think he's just probably stuck on his ways of how he's operating things until somebody else will just come in and be like, this is what it could benefit from if we just split it into two different brands. And somebody, and I saw the quote from Tony, he gave some interview somewhere where he said his booking of Ring of Honor has directly impacted in his booking of AEW. And that was the quote, and I didn't, I didn't see the rest of the interview, so I don't know the context right. with the answer before after. It has. He said oh, his, has booking of, yeah. his booking of ROH has has directly affected his booking of AEW, and I gotta find it because I need to know what was said before and after, and the question that was asked because it's like he explained it a little bit more. Yeah, like what ways has it affected you? Like, yeah. what are you doing differently in Ring of Honor? Like, I feel like them taping and and having their weekly show on 
you know, on streaming and being able to kind of just do what they want and he can play with the clay as much as possible and do exactly what he wants without worrying about, you know, you got a six-minute segment here, a 14-minute segment here. We got to cram this in here. Like, I feel like his freedom and his creativity is coming out more in ROH right now, and that's causing him to change how he's looking at things in AEW, which in my eyes can only be a positive because – I haven't been completely enamored with AEW recently. So lately for me, I think AEW's for me, it's been on the rise the past month. You know, I feel like the quality's been better. So if that's why, then cool. Now when when I don't I haven't seen any ROH because it's I don't I don't have the carry, but how do they book the characters that transit that are split on the roster? Do they book them the same as AEW? So, like, like Claudio, like, like yeah, Claudio and you to take Claudio that. for Claudio for an example, mm-hmm. like leading up to this this feud with Kingston for the match and how he's been on Dynamite is two different versions. Mm-hmm. Like he's not the oh we're going to attack you and stomp you mm-hmm. out Blackpool Combat Club no. Claudio. Over. He's still he's still the Ring of Honor. Like his whole the whole sit down with Kingston was, hey, you're not a champion of honor. I don't see you being the guy to hold this belt because you don't have honor. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening to him talking. I'm like, well, wait a second, you're jumping dudes from behind on Wednesday nights. What are you talking about honor for? Well, <laughs> you got no honor. You're, you're... I feel well, like yeah, you've been okay though, because like you know, I feel like calling out Shibata has been a little bit more aggressive. Right, so that plays with what's mm-hmm. been going on with AEW. Are we insulting people's intelligence over here? That's what it looks like. <laughs> Don't even start. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I, what I, what I was just saying, like, is that is that do you do you think that affects how he's booking stuff? Because like it's gonna mess with the BCC yeah. while you book them on ROH. And then, but then they've also taped, I think, what were they on right now? Like five episodes of Ring of Honor. Hmm. Yeah. Um so no. You're talking over a month ago they taped, maybe close to two months ago they taped the episodes. Oh, so that's when this stuff. Yeah, it was. Oh, one they're not taping. They they're, yeah, they're they're doing the impact version where yeah. they're they're taping. But your pay per views are still four six weeks out, yeah. eight weeks out. Yeah, and then like you know the BCC stuff has really just started a couple weeks ago, so maybe that wasn't even in the plans. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. We kind of have to see what the fallout is now on this next set of tapings, hmm. and and does it all fall in line better? But I I am, like I said, I am fully invested. What they've done on TV and in this pay per view, <sighs> I'm sold on Ring of Honor so far. I like the I like the roster. I like the mix. I like the blend. Um, you know, you have your different showcases, and to me, it it feels like Ring of Honor of old. It really does. You know, Caprice and Ian are great. Adding Nigel to the mix is is a chef's kiss. Um, icing on that Sunday, so to speak. So I I like where Ring of Honor is at from a positioning standpoint. Um, and hopefully they can continue to grow and build and develop without being hamstrung. The the pay per view last night felt like what you said, Ring of Honor rolled or on Friday night. It, it felt like a Ring of Honor show. TV, to me, though, I like the show. I think it'll it'll improve and it'll grow. 
but it just it feels like I watch I'm watching AEW Dark most of the time, just the way they've laid it out. Right. Yeah, I'm not crazy about the format of the show yet, but it's new. It, they're going to evolve it. You know, see what works, what doesn't. So I'm not going to shit on the program at all because I know things will change. And it's also hard whenever you tape that many shows in advance mm-hmm. like that, which was the knock on impact at times. It's like, yo, like how's how are you still playing this out um, in this way, given and then you got to remember, oh, it was taped two months ago. Yeah. Like, all right. So that that may come to bite them at some point in time, especially with injuries or if people leave the company, so on and so forth. Like, see how they navigate those waters. But this past week um, was taped before Dynamite, and that kind of was cool. I like that feel. Like, yeah. still, still similar. Felt like dark, you know, with the matches. But, you know, at least it gave it a different look, different feel. Kind of gave you, gave Ring of Honor a bigger atmosphere. To play around with all right that's a recap and reaction show from everything that the week that was what are you looking forward to the most from night two wrestlemania tonight go around the horn donald what do you got <laughs> there's only one match one match on the card Rock it. gonna do it <laughs> rocking almost <laughs> <laughs> almost forgot about that match Kenny <laughs> <laughs> yeah is Cody gonna do it Chris I see right. you got the shirt on so gotta that's, go my that's boy. where you're going gotta go with Cody Jay and still <laughs> Kenny well, you know we could you know, be throwing those ones up here. <laughs> Honestly, I had my uh, we the one shirt, but it's it's in my drawer. I thought I took it out. Wear that later tonight. That's it. There you go. You go. Uh, Kenny, real quick, give everybody a shout out. Let everybody know where they can find you at on social media. Uh, so God, who's it? So on on Twitter, it's uh, the Call of Podcast. Same thing on on uh, Instagram. You can find me every single Monday, uh, live at seven thirty. On uh, the Knuckleheads Network, we do the Raw trivia slash watch along. Uh, we're going to add a whole bunch of other stuff on there now going into these three hours. We try to like uh, do a lot to try and keep people in there, especially for three hours. And then you can also catch me uh, Wednesdays at like two o'clock. I do a live stream too, where I just recap like, you know, Monday Night Raw and NXT, do a preview for, uh, for Dynamite. And then Thursdays, obviously, you see me at like nine o'clock over again at the Knuckleheads Network for uh, wrestling with Knuckleheads, talking and arguing with Toe half the time. <laughs> we need Toe on one of these shows. I gotta get Toe. I need to. I need. I don't. I don't know why. Like Toe to me feels like somebody that's like a long lost brother. I've never actually met him, but once I do, I feel like we'll get along in person. Great. But I want the confrontation with Toe. I need to have the back and forth with Toe. Have you seen us argue? Yes, I have. <laughs> Are you ready for us to argue tomorrow? Yeah, I'm, I'm hopping on tomorrow after we get done with our stuff. <laughs> we uh, we went back and forth earlier, and I had to like excuse myself from the group chat. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to answer any more questions. <laughs> like I, Every message that I seen in the group chat, I ignored it. For a reason, because I knew one, I was tired, and then was I was really frustrated, and then two, like he's gonna frustrate me even more. Tomorrow it will be a whole new night. We we will discuss everything that there is wrestling for the weekend, and for most likely, I know for sure 
we're gonna get into an argument. I, I feel it. I'm gonna prepare myself. We'll be in the comments. <laughs> we'll be there. Um, hey, episode three, Potomania three, it's coming to an end. Check us out tomorrow. Last show of the week, episode four, Potomania three. Reactions to night two of WrestleMania. Little predictions for Raw to see what we have as far as surprises, debuting stars, returning stars, all that in a bag of chips. And then you catch us over there with your boys from the call up and tell over there for their watch along, chiming in and, and chopping it up with those fellas for sure later on tomorrow night. So again, thanks for rocking with us. Glad you're with us each and every episode. And I didn't get the tagline yesterday because the production assistant <laughs> cut off the show, but you're a mark. I'm a mark. Tell a mark. And until next time, y'all can catch us around the way.